going on guys it's your boy matt st jack whether you're an avid anime fan a wee tadpole still finding your way or anywhere in between i'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new think yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in i know you can't wait to hear and i can't wait to tell so let's get to it this is matt st jack with anime talk let's go I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Frank Lawrence. And this is Collateral Cinema and... And... <laughs> you want me to jump in? Yeah, yeah, the Geek Peaks, yeah. And Geek Freaks, messing it up. Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We're podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, be it dabs, blunts, bongs, or joints, smoke it if you've got it, and welcome to the first episode of Bad Movie December, and also our annual Neil Breen episode. I'm so excited about this, man. I mean, I've been looking forward to this, like, pretty much since the beginning of the year, you know, since, since we did the last one, which was, I believe, I am here now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined by Frank from uh, Geek Freaks uh, to discuss this movie. How are you doing, Frank? I'm doing good. I am noticing, though, all of Neil's posters have the exact same shot of him. Like, he doesn't even invest in another shot of his own face. <laughs> Every single fucking one. Uh, it's amazing. Well, that's I appropriate mean, because he plays the same, like, two or three characters, really. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're all twins. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much kind of indicative of his style for this particular movie. It's kind of very cut and paste kind of filmmaking here. And I mean, technically, I mean, more so here. I mean, this movie is like mostly green screen. I mean, in the Neil, I've, we haven't seen Pass Through yet, but in his first three films, uh, he mainly took advantage of practical effects and just filming uh, on sets. And this movie, I think, I think is like 70 or 80% green screen. Uh, it's just Neil Breen superimposed <laughs> over stock footage and stock images uh, with a few shots that were done on a, a college campus, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely community college. It, it's a Nevada State College. That's uh, what it is, actually. It's it, it, I've been there. Like, like I mean, yeah, we. But that's what we immediately thought, right, Robert? Yeah. Was just that that has state college or community college written all over it. Definitely. I thought I was like, dude, is he at Northwest Vista or something? <laughs> yeah, that that would be uh, our. Reminds me of Vista, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be our local uh, community college, uh, yeah. Northwest Vista. But then I was like, is he in New Mexico? Or no, Arizona? he's he's in Nevada. In Nevada? It's, it's like, no, it's worse. Well, he's in Nevada. Yeah, New Mexico <laughs> is basically the. He always films in Nevada, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, every movie. I was like, yeah. Well, he was a realtor in Las Vegas, from what I understand. So that's where he got his start, and before he started to. To bless us with the brainius. I mean, it all looks the same. New Mexico is pretty much the back door into Nevada. Right? It pretty much is, which is yeah. the back door into California, there you practically. Go. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, Frank, uh, first of all, thanks for uh, joining us. And uh, second, uh, what are your first impressions of this movie, especially when you first watched it? <laughs> um. Oh, God, great. What, what are my impressions? Is this a movie? That's what I was probably my first <laughs> <impression>. <laughs> Right. Uh, I thought yeah, I was looking at Windows 9. so or... awful. 
Uh, for real, yeah. Did I, this is a screensaver from Windows ninety five. Um, <laughs> it is. It's. It's one of those movies where I had to stop. But like I gotta walk away for a little while, or else I'm just gonna get pissed off for no reason. <laughs> it's that bad. Um, I, I, porn has a more satisfying ending. I mean, it's just so <laughs> fucking terrible. It's hard to watch. It really is. Oh my god. So, have you not watched any Neil Breen movies before this? This is my first one, and I'm really? spoiler alert. My last one. Yeah, I'm totally done. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, man. But but you, but you still have Double Down and Fateful Findings, and I am here now. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't There have are watched. too many things on my to-do list that, like, I don't know, have merit <laughs> than this thing. I, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but this movie has a sequel. Oh, Thank God, because I have so many questions to need answering. <laughs> so I can't wait to get to the sequel. <laughs> like, where did what Dollar Tree did he go to to get the beards and mustaches? I must know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, so actually, we I just found out about this the other day, but the sequel, Cade the Tortured Crossing, which had previously only showed at a film festival, uh, was showing in select draft house theaters uh, just uh, in August, I think. And they're and including the ones in God San Antonio, as damn it. you'd expect. We and missed. we missed it. Of course, we hadn't seen we hadn't seen Twisted Pear yet, so we would have needed. But to yeah, have so I would have first. But I, I would have went anyways. I mean, regardless, it's it's Neil Breen. <laughs> No. I don't think it would have mattered because it's all a stream of consciousness. I mean, for one thing, I don't think I could actually like remember the plot of Double Down, and I've watched it probably <laughs> like three times over. Oh, all of these, <laughs> all of his movies are pretty much a blur to me at yeah. this point. We've done four of them now. I get, I get them mixed up. Like it's the same movie, really. Yeah, we've done four years <laughs> of the Breen, and I can't tell you what any of these movies are about. And this movie is even more convoluted somehow, but still very simple. I, I don't get it, how he can bridge that gap in, in such a way. It's, it's, I mean, it's like, I don't want to call him, com it's like he's competently incompetent. That's what I would call him. Competently incompetent. Yeah, you, you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean... He he kind of has yeah. the grasp of filmmaking, but he he doesn't get filmmaking, you know? Y'all know what I mean? And I think he just discovered green screen in, in this movie because... <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody got him eye stock for Christmas, and he just went crazy with those explosives. Absolutely. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he knows a couple of kids that go to the nearby college that's in film school. He's like, hey, guys, if you need help with your school program or whatever, I've got a medium budget because clearly I was a super charismatic realtor. So I made the bank and uh, let's go with these movies. Uh, it's, it's it's written, directed. I'm looking at it right now. Written, directed, produced all by Neil. What a what a baller. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, and just for context, Rick, not only does he write direct, produce, and star in all star, of his oh, films. Dear. But he also plays uh, pretty pretty much the same like character and a half. Yeah. Uh, he's either got advanced and or uh, supernatural abilities. I mean, in oh, Double shit. Down and Faithful Findings, he, he, he's a hacker yeah. with supernatural abilities. Oh, my God. And <laughs> Pass Through and in I Am Here Now, he is literally God. Yeah. And <laughs> So I thought you meant like as in Bruce Willis style where like he doesn't act very well or he doesn't very act outside of being Bruce Willis. No, you're literally saying like, no, he's basically just like a bad Dr. Manhattan every time. And so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Practically, you know, he, I, I like to think of it as as a cinematic universe. You know, it, it's it's the it's the Neil Breen cinematic. Universe. It's the Breeniverse. And, uh, the Breeniverse. It's the Breeniverse. Exactly. And we, oh, we, we are waiting for the crossover Breen Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then, and then, then here, here's what you do. You get Tommy Wiseau, you get Derek Savage, yeah. and you get the guy that made Birdemic together, and you just make the ultimate crossover movie. <laughs> just the ultimate. Derek Savage. Just, just, yeah, Derek Savage. Yeah, get Daddy Derek in on this motherfucker. Exactly. No, no, it's it's Cool Cat is, is the superhero. Cool, cool right? Cat is the superhero, followed by, you know, uh, uh, Johnny from uh, from The Room. And, and then, but in like full vampire, full form. vampire form. Yeah, yeah. He he's pretty much the Morbius of this group. 
Uh, and every variant of Neil Breen. Yes, and, and a variant of Neil Breen. Exactly. He's just, just whatever Sharknado variant can this be Thanos, is. Thanos, I guess. Yeah, no, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Sharknado can be th Thanos. Just, just the Sharknado. Perfect. It, it's yeah. that's an absolute perfection of shit right there, right? Just Who's got fifty bucks? We need to put we need to put this thing together. Fifty dollars? Oh come on! We could get it together in twenty five dollars. What are you talking about? I mean, shit. They made the Batman for twenty bucks, remember? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but the character that that Neil plays in this is confounding, though. He's, I mean, apparently he he was he, a human. He was born uh, a twin with a twin brother, and then they were like. What abducted by S and society? They were by society. No, it was yeah. by aliens. Aliens, AI, aliens, AI. I, I think it was an AI that extraordinary intelligence. Yeah. 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 Which apparently that's, humanoids that's, to him means a different thing than just humanoid body style. Like it's, he thinks it means like some sort of alien, and or android. He probably thinks he means android. And then he and his twins, <laughs> like his twins, didn't get the abilities very well, and so he's just ditched. And okay, so gets here, that beard. here is <laughs> he gets is, he gets that that uh, sweet here's, here's beard that doesn't even connect Double to his uh, sideburns. <laughs> There's two <laughs> of him. I mean, you can't get better than that. Double my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> double the fun. I don't know. Double the fun. Oh, double my pleasure. Oh, double my. <laughs> I remember that. Double my bubble. <laughs> yeah, guys. I just I have don't clips know of it running know, right now, and it's all just him podcast. floating around on a green screen. Tell, like his feet never <laughs> touch real ground. Uh, superimposed <laughs> over uh, a stock photo of a futon. Uh, this isn't actually me. Also, I, I'm I'm deliberately covering my my face with the mic because I'm just doing a voiceover, <laughs> but my mouth isn't actually moving. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. So you're pulling oh a Kirk God. Cameron saving Christmas with the mugs and everything. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah, just with the microphone. <laughs> no, no, but seriously. Why don't his mouth? Why doesn't his mouth move? Is it like he's he telepathically talking, or did like Neil Brain just not care? And I could see several moments in this film where he genuinely <laughs> didn't care. Like he flubs on screen and he just keeps rolling with it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You're not sure if it's inner dialogue, a narrator, or no, or sense, he's magic. Why they all make it's sense. one of those three things, and they all make perfect sense. So you don't know which one to go with. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it, it, it's it's amazing because I mean his abilities in this in, in this movie. He's, I he's mean, I, I guess it's almost like Kryptonian, man. right, Robert? Yeah, I was gonna say he was. He's like Superman, the Man of Steel, too. <laughs> yeah, God, James Gunn. He wants to shake it up. You never know. Oh, like, was he Henry Cavill running in there with I those would, soldiers? Honestly, right? honestly, I would respect the fuck out of James Gunn if he uh, cast Neil Breen as a uh, cameo. I would respect the fuck out of him or or Tommy Wiseau. I could see cameos of him, yeah. Just have him and Lloyd Kaufman. Oh, man. Could, could you imagine that? That would be um, amazing. We'll, we'll just do, like, do the actual Tommy Wiseau Joker as, like, an alternate Oh, oh god. my god. Oh, that's an alternate variant, variant of the Joker? <laughs> what? For real. Oh my God! That actually—that—that's that, revelatory. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's funny that we keep on coming up with like these—we uh, keep on coming up with these versions of like the Avengers, just with uh, shitty movie directors. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we can get the guy that made the Love Guru in there. Well, no, get Michael Myers in there, right? Mike Myers as the Love Guru. Hey, look, I respect <laughs> Love Guru more than this thing. Oh, uh, love yeah. Guru, I, I'm chuckling on. I mean, it, it, they had effort behind it. I think the only person who had effort in this is, is Breen himself. Everybody else is just like, I mean, he's giving me 20 bucks and I got a free afternoon. What the hell? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the homeless guy is an actual homeless man. Oh, I, could, uh, I think what? that the change he's dropping in there is the pay for the day. There's no <laughs> That's his pay, exactly. And he gets to yeah. keep the uh, fake rats that are right next to him inexplicably. <laughs> what was that? 
Why why are there fake rats? They're his friends. Yeah. They're, they're his buddies, I right? No. Okay. Halloween yeah, decorations seriously. that went on sale. I don't know. There, there are so many things I don't know. Chief of which is what the fuck was going on with his girlfriend? Like like what was that? He comes out her. Basically assaults her, and then I wasn't right. sure if it was him or the twin at this point, because the twin hadn't been fully introduced yet with the beard and everything. So I thought maybe yeah. there, there's a switcheroo somehow. And then I thought, or uh, you know, once she just comes to and she just accepts it, I thought like maybe he brainwashed her and that was one of her powers. But ultimately, I think that like they're just a couple and they're just into that shit. It's all role play. Yeah. It's, That's the thing. No. It's, it's, Role-playing, foreplay. That's what I think it is. And it's so crazy because there's that fake rape scene, let's be honest, where he's assaulting her in the apartment. She has a readily available kind of put-together picture to, to put over his head. And it's like, ha, 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 this is, this is how we're into it. And I'm like, do you guys just randomly pick up paintings for this event that you guys do every time? Yeah, <laughs> like, you, like, assault each other? Like, really? Do they go down yeah, to, like, the... Uh, no sense. Do they just go buy a random art from uh, like the farmer's market just for this uh, particular reason? Duh. Just for their so, sick yeah. fantasies? It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Role-playing, I guess. But that's the thing about Neil Breen is the way that he writes uh, relationships in his movies. It's like not very healthy, <laughs> ne needless to say. I mean, like just, just remember no. like Fateful Findings and... Uh, you know, his uh, neighbor and everything. You know, I can't believe he committed suicide. I can't believe it. Oh, that that whole thing. I can't believe you committed suicide. Hey, but uh, did y'all finally know something with these computers? Oh, yeah, that's right. There's no laptops in this movie. They were, they were all, all turned on. on. Yeah. They were all turned on, and there's no laptops in this movie. Because he even made a point. There's, yeah, there's stock photos of, of computers. Dude, he yeah. was, he was so, breaking into Skynet to try to shut down Skynet. <laughs> Incidentally, speaking of, we but before we uh, started uh, Twisted Pair, we were watching uh, Terminator 2 Judgment yeah, Day. Those are the weirdest thing. We just happened to be watching two AIs, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> fucked up, right? Like, we're, we're already watching one movie about a... Uh, uh, the dangers of encroaching AI, and I guess this is Neil Breen's version of the dangers of encroaching AI. What a so. weird coincidence, dude. Like, yeah, I just right? have those weird feelings. Sort of. Yeah, right? I hadn't even seen the movie yet. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But yeah, hey, w like let, let, let's go over just some of the scenes of this movie that, you know, I think stand out the most. The, the, the first one that comes to mind for me is the uh, boardroom. That is so awkward and so off-putting, but I can't stop watching these people just spout random <laughs> phrases over and over and over. Programmable None of it, virtual reality. Programmable yeah. virtual reality. Programmable DNA. All in test tube and syringes. <laughs> this is very serious. Very serious. This is the biggest thing since 9-11, oh, yeah. guys. We, ha we have evidence. God, it just I know. hurts my soul. We, we, no, no. What, what's the other one? It's like, we have evidence of terrorist and cyber attacks. We have the documents. We have the documents. And the files of it's corruption. Like, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of what Neil's thought process was when he wrote that scene and when they were filming it. Because... Honestly, you, you know what it's like? It's like, <laughs> you, you know, when Freddy got figured, whenever he's trying to act like, like he actually knows about stocks and business. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, dude. Meetings. This is what Neil Breen thinks board meetings go like. Yeah, I was, Bo, wow. Bo, I think Bo was saying, I think he just has like a thesaurus. He just says like random shit. He thinks yeah. it sounds smart or exactly. something. Exactly. He just has a thesaurus and is just uh, putting random words together and... <laughs> Throwing them on the wall and seeing what sticks. I and mean, I've I've seen that with people I work with. I'm like, it's they pretend like they know what they're talking about. Yeah, I know, right? Just, and that's that's what that's what this feels like. I mean, it's like the, these are literally people pretending to know what they're talking about, but they don't. And yeah, but you know, he brings up AI a lot in this movie, and a lot of the scenes with the. Uh, with the Shutterstock uh, stock footage, a lot of that, 
a lot of those are, are very much uh, he he goes over like just random facts about AI. It feels like he just it's like he literally just went online, looked up a bunch yeah. of facts and just generic uh, facts about you know the advent of AI technology, and he just strings a bunch of words yeah. together. And I, I thought he was trying to redo James Cameron's movie with with his brother being like the T one thousand. He's the T eight hundred or something too. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be more if cool this though. This was if made he actually... today. I would assume he used ChatGPT for it. Like, if we're being honest, he Absolutely. probably used AI to write this shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I, as well know. I so. thought about that. I was like, Lord help us if Neil Breen ever discovers the the uh, the usefulness of AI, like he did with Green Screen, and he just oh, you, you mean that you mean his mo- you mean his movies might actually become more coherent. Is that what'll happen? I think it'd be more weirder if That's it actually true. made sense, though. Yeah. So, fun fun fact. I actually today I uh, I, I and I texted Bo and Robert this. I actually asked ChatGPT to write a Neil Breen film, and somehow it come ended up coming out more coherent than Neil Breen's actual. Film. Exactly. It's that like that, the that was my you do res- for robots to see if they're real robots or not. <laughs> you ask him to make a Neil Breen movie, and if they if it makes sense towards the end, you're like, nope, damn thing's a robot. You can't trust it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, should, should we should we just start teaching our uh, like Chat GPT just to just to be like Neil Breen? Like, is it is that possible? No, it, it, <laughs> I, I need to be able to use Chat GPT as a functional tool. I don't need it to do that. <laughs> no, I'm good. I don't know. I I, I just like uh, thinking of ways to troll technology because it's funny. Yeah. I would literally, I would literally find a way to do that just that because be the it's way. funny to me. <laughs> exactly, that 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 is the way. Oh, you gotta pay the God. troll toll, right? Pay the troll toll, exactly. You gotta get by us. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, the thing that I'm trying to grasp is, I mean, is this movie pro AI? Is it anti AI? I mean, is it? Is it advocating for even it? even at the end? He was like ET. Remember, he's like phone home, or I'll be right here, or something. Just remember, I'll be right I'll here be right on here. his tapping on his. Uh, and I was chest. like, is he an extraterrestrial yeah. now, dude? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was funny, dude. There's just nothing but random After Effects in this mm-hmm. movie. That's that's all that it is. Just random versions yeah. of After Effects and stock photos, and stock video. I, I will say that the. His movies have a lot more narrative cohesion than they used to, if you can actually believe it. Um, there, there is some semblance of, of cohesion, and you actually you know, kind of remember the plot of, say, like fight, Fateful Findings or, uh, or Twisted Pair. But like his early stuff, I Am Here Now and, and Double Down, like you, you, you just notice it's even more like vague and... and stream of consciousness so <laughs> yeah this movie yeah that's fair this yeah th- this this movie it it i, I kind of get what you're saying there you know but like i feel that it's kind of the kind of the inverse sort of you know i i don't know but yeah, I mean, back to some of the scenes regarding AI. I mean, I, I I fail to grasp what the point is. It's like Neil, come on, have a point to have a point with these movies, man. It's like you try to have some type of message there. Yeah, I get it. It's like, but I mean, this time around, I don't know what the message is, dude. I mean, I still respect the man because he follows us on Twitter. He does follow us on Twitter, and we thank him for that. We I thank you for him. that. We respect yeah, you that you that dope. you did that yes. you did make a movie. It's actually hard to put a movie together. Do you think it's going to do with like trying to keep the humanity in the AI? Because there is a thing where like I think his brother lost the humanity side of things, and yeah. the main character is still like he loves his wife, although his wife was part of that secret society or whatever it was. I can't remember what the hell that was called. I, I think they're aliens. A- I yeah, think it's see, aliens. I what, think it's probably the people who abducted him. Yeah, see, yeah. When, when they go into the Windows 95, is it looks like Rendlesham Forest. <laughs> like, like, they're fucking aliens, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I said this was more more coherent, not that it, it, it actually was, okay? My, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, man. I mean, we're not, we're not going to, you know, deceive anybody in saying that this movie makes any kind of sense. Even if it does have more of a plot, 
and more, more coherence. It's only just so. Only just a little bit so. Just a bit. And, I mean, like we were talking about, you know, ChatGPT. It's like, no, ChatGPT is too rational to make something anywhere close to a, a Neil Breen movie. Like, like seriously, the, the, this transcends AI right here. This is transcendent writing, right, Robert? Yeah. It makes me want to watch every film, though. I mean, yeah. And, and like any any good bad movie, like The Room, there there are just decisions in the script that make no sense. You don't understand why they're there. Why have her in the first place? Why have that whole setup where we think he's like some creep that's following her and 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 assaulting her and breaking to her home? Why do they do that whole thing? And then with their relationship later why do why does he have her get jealous watching him interact with his twids girl only to reveal her as a secret agent i, I just it, it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense there's all these just plot threads that just kind of go nowhere and some of them may be due to the fact that there there's a an, a planned sequel to this i mean after all we don't really get any kind of conclusion for what happens with kale I'm assuming that that's tied up in the next film, but yeah, but even so, there's just so many loose threads throughout it. But that's also what makes something like this so endearing because it has that quality, um, and, and also because you know Neil Brain's been doing this since what 2005, and he's every bit as sincere. Yeah, I mean, it's only natural that there's going to be loose threads in this movie because I mean. It's the, the plot is just so convoluted here. I mean, we're we're, st we're still this is almost like 30 minutes on this episode now and we're still trying to figure out what the fuck this movie is about. The Thorn, the Cult of the Thorn. The Cult of the Thorn. Yeah, that's another thing. It has <laughs> the man in black who's like Cult of the Thorn and everything from from Fateful Findings. So it's technically like, that Cult of the Cult of the Thorn guy would be the shape too, right? I guess he would. It'd be like, yeah, it would be a shape. It's like, holy shit, everything just goes back to Halloween, right? Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers. It's the curse of Michael Myers, Everything's man. part six. I don't know why. Yeah, is it, is this a Halloween movie? <laughs> but then he drops that flower like he's Bruce Wayne, leaving a flower for his parents, you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. Holy shit. I, I don't know. <laughs> At the very least, the guns actually have muzzle flashes now. Uh, they, they, they still don't, uh, have quite the, uh, intended effects. I mean, there's that one scene where he shoots those guys in the shoulder, but, uh, there's no bullet hole, there's no blood, but hey, there's at least a muzzle flash yeah. this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, uh, Kale. That's his, uh, his twin brother, and he goes on a little bit of a vigilante crusade against, uh, Businessman, which is a uh, recurring theme in Neil Breen's work. He does not particularly like uh, big uh, corporate businessmen, or, I mean, I guess he might be kind of anti-capitalist. I don't know. Corporate corruption. He, yeah, he's, al he's always trying to expose corporate corruption and yep. government secrets and whatnot. The files and the documents. U using laptops that uh, are broken. Broken and, laptops uh, everywhere. And DirecTV satellite dishes hooked up to his car. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, this movie hits a lot of the similar uh, beats in Neil Breen's uh, work, but what's interesting to me about this movie is that I mean, you could tell that he's really 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 trying. My name is Cade. I have an identical twin brother, Kale. Then one day it all changed. There was a bright light in the sky and time stood still. We were both selected. The pure majesty of nature. Programmable virtual reality, the corrupt version.
a limitless digital universe connecting all shared virtual reality. Digital tribes. I miss what I never knew. I'll take you out to dinner. Let's have a let's have a drink. Let's have a drink. Leave me alone. Let's have a drink. I'll meet you back here at eight o'clock. I miss my brother. I'm with you. Programmable matter. Kuz's biological mutant warfare plans must be stopped. Who am I? What am I? It's a killer with unidentifiable DNA? In AI, fright and interest are not far from each other. Things can become real in your mind. I trust you completely. And you believe things you wouldn't ordinarily believe. Who's there? Justice is served. This is where we bring you all to rot and die. Kate, I will love you for all eternity. We will live in a virtual metaverse, a virtual universe, living in our own world every day. Everyone has the right to love and peace. I'll be right here. But yeah, this movie is so convoluted, but somehow it's simple at the same time. I mean, you can you can follow a a plot line, you know. There there is some plot to this, but it's just layered in so much of Neil's uh it, it's just so covered in all of the Neil Breenisms that I mean, you can't make sense of uh, what is what here. Like 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 what organization is he working for? He, like he like it it's it's assumed that he's like some kind of spy or something. Like there's even like an M that he reports to, that older lady. Oh yeah. You know, who she 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 gives him the orb and she's like programmable virtual reality. The palm of, in the palm of my hand. In the palm of your hand. <laughs> corrupted version. What what exactly is their purpose or goal? Right, yeah. What is the like? What is the point? Like, are they trying to hunt down the technology? Are they trying to help it? I don't know what's going on with that stuff. Right. Like, like, there's no like clear like like motivation. There's we don't actually know what this organization stands for. That's yeah. just that's the beauty of it is that and, and Breen is kind of always very vague and ambiguous like that. You know, it's like you know yeah. when the villains of. Uh, of fateful findings are essentially all the corporations and and greedy corrupt people like that that that's that's it who 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 do you know and in this case it's what cyber and terror attacks that's their that's their buzzword this time cyber terrorism yeah. there's always cyber terrorism in his movies though most of the time he most of the time he is the cyber terrorist yeah well that plus ai so i think one side's team ai and the other side's probably trying to like maybe steer AI in a different direction, or maybe it's make sure it doesn't get in the wrong hands. Probably that one. I think it's probably that one. Yeah. But yeah, probably. We don't know. <laughs> There's no clear moral. And, and Bo, you you were 
you were mentioning how this movie doesn't seem to have a clear message, unlike previous films, which at least, you know, were railing against corporatism and greed or, uh, you know, have, having something to say about uh, the environment. But, but this, I, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he knows. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Neil even knows. I don't think he even knows what his movies are about. They're, they're just about things. That's, that's what his movies are about. They're about things that he's against and uh, things that just happen to his character. That, that's, that's all that it is. It's just things. Shit happens. Things happen. The movie. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a Neil Breen movie. And, of course, I say that with all due respect, but it's like I, I think that that's the most striking part of his style, you know? I mean, and, and, and like you said, Ash, the fact that he really does believe that he... He, he believes that he is an elite filmmaker, and so he is an elite filmmaker, in my opinion, you know? He, he, willed, it to, he willed it into being. <laughs> yeah, he actually got a style together that's unique, and that's all his own, you know? I mean, I, I can't necessarily disrespect that. I can question it. Honestly, you know? yeah, I was like, dude, I'd drop everything I'm doing to make one of these films with his guy. Oh, yeah, dude. I would love to be in one of his movies. I'd quit I mean, my shit. job and be like, dude, no, let's, let's do this. All we would have to do is just, you know, shout uh, indeterminate non sequiturs uh, and random phrases over and over again in a cadence just like this or something like that. Where you are know? you? Where are you? Where are you? I'm an American. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, my Where God. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> if I saw him filming near my house, I'd probably call the police for a disturbance. I would not try to join it. <laughs> I would straight up care in that shit. <laughs> There's no way. Absolutely. I'm jumping in on that mess. <laughs> for real. Hell no. <laughs> for real. Yeah, I mean, even if... But, there... uh, no, another scene that I love... Go ahead, Ash. I was going to say, even if there is no message, it does meet the uh, common underlying theme of Neil Breed's movies that the Breenius is a force that cannot be resisted. All right? You, you, you just, you know, resistance is futile against Breenius in whatever form it is, whether he's God imposing his will or he's a, a hacker with all of the government and corporate secrets or he's an AI humanoid twin with superpowers doesn't matter nobody resists it he is a is a force of change in whatever universe he's in and i still don't get what the hell is an ai human humanoid <laughs> what what is, even is that a cyborg i don't know no no a cyborg is a very that, that a cyborg is a person with a lot of cybernetic with, uh, yeah. attachments to their I mean, body you're still human they're cyborg. still human but yeah. they have robotic parts this this is an AI humanoid. So he's an alien too. Extraordinary intelligence. But, but he's not. He's not. He was abducted when he was uh, a child with his brother, and they they, they were clone? turned into AI humanoids. They cloned him. I don't know. They cloned him. Is he a clone? I was telling you, there's going to be a bunch of them later, like like Mr. Smith in, 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 <laughs> in, in the Matrix. <laughs> there's just going to be a bunch of clones, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, no. They they killed they killed those little boys and they just rewrote you know they they wrote uh, AI based off of their um their their brainwaves or something <laughs> something like no, that. No, you're right. That was stock footage from something else. Kind of actually makes some sense. Yeah, very creepy stock footage. I might add of those kids. Yeah, I mean the the, the like the little twin boys. It's it's just. That's just too perfect, too perfectly made. It's like, it's obvious that Neil Breen did not make these shots, you know? But, but hey, to his credit, to his credit, he found a way to use them in a narrative sense. I mean, you got to give him credit. And made a feature out of it. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like, like for instance, that, uh, that uh, Shutterstock video of the uh, inside of that private jetliner. Like, how about that? I mean, you, you, there's, he's obviously superimposed over it. And then that lady randomly comes in like then that. That's actually part of the original Shutterstock video is, is the lady in the back. That's not, that's not an actress that he hired. You can tell when he's not really sitting back. It's just like, no, the- he's not sitting back. He's obviously just superimposed over the fucking chair. 
and and he, he just has that same look on his face and he's just sitting there he's just like yep this this is great it's another neil breen movie this is neil breen this is a neil breen film <laughs> hijack rick flair's jet exactly rick flair's jet what <laughs> oh my god what happened what happens on rick flair's jet robert stays on rick flair's jet oh my god Oh Lord! Yeah we're, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, we're not touching that with a ten-foot pole. Oh yeah, we want to go on those allegations, but yeah, we're good. But anyway, like, what's up with the uh, Bond villain dude with the low voice? With the diamonds? With the diamonds? He's like, diamonds are forever, Mister Bond. They're burned. It's like Jesus Christ! What? What? Why do you? Why is he caressing those diamonds like that? Took him off a of rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> rumble in the Bronx. Okay, <laughs> you know what I thought about that was like, he always takes the fucking bowl of diamonds with him everywhere he goes. Like, he has to just show everybody that he's rich and greedy. Like, like it's just so <laughs> funny. He's like fiddling with... <laughs> Blood diamonds. The diamonds are a person. Like, you see a person turn into the diamonds. One of the fairy lady turns into diamonds. So, I think he's caressing like his wife. Oh, the blue fairy, right? Was it the green fairy, the blue fairy? Green fairy. What was with the fairy? What was that? What does that have to do with anything? Why is that something that I was seeing? They're looking for why, Haley Joe Osmond, dude. Why is there a fairy in this movie? Because Pinocchio's around. I don't know. Maybe Bill Brain's Pinocchio. Maybe one of those is Pinocchio. Is this Pinocchio? I don't know. Is this movie supposed to be Pinocchio, guys? Like, the idea of still looking for Haley Joe Osmond is still there, though. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Different fairy, though. <laughs> I don't know. Extraordinary intelligence AI. Yeah. Programmable AI intelligence. Should have just uh, left the trail of Reese's Pieces, dude. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's how you catch him? It's like, ooh, piece of candy. Probably. Ooh, look look candy. at the woods. Look at the woods. Just leave a trail of Programmable? In the Oh, wow. This book. <laughs> corrupted version. Yeah, make sure to add corrupted version. See, I mean, that's all that we have to do to make a Neil Breen script is... is Put random phrases and words together. That's all we have to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty. It's it's like Mad Libs, right? Just gotta make yourself sound smarter than somebody else. Yeah, just just grab a thesaurus and uh, <laughs> you're good. Oh Isn't God. all virtual reality programmable since 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 it is programmed? Absolutely. So like it, it, we were saying <laughs> that like yeah, technically yeah, exactly. virtual reality has to be programmed. Just like everybody in this movie is a human. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. oh <my laughs> <God. laughs> exactly. But then you see like the VRs from like PlayStation Five. There's there's like VR sets all over the like four guys, well, right? Yeah, well, no, yeah that's okay. the other thing. And I'm like, dude, they, those are like half the. Console. They could afford four actors, but only three VR headsets, and the other guy had to bring his sunglasses. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, I'm like, bro, those are like each one of those are expensive. I mean, Neil Breen can't even afford a convincing looking beard. To yeah. to be fair, so. <laughs> Uh, the beard, though, looks great compared to the mustaches, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure was scotch tape with, like, some hair smashed on it and put onto both one of the victims, the victim in the middle, and, like, I think one of yeah. the cops or something like that. Yeah, it was just, and I, which I was like, I think that's the same actor. Yeah, I don't know, but, yeah. It's something else. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's... It's like sleepaway level, sleepaway camp level uh, mustachery with, right with there. With tape. L- no, that was literally like yeah. electrical tape in uh, sleepaway camp with yeah. a top. Yeah. Like, I mean, th- th- that wasn't fooling anybody, but neither, neither was that either. I mean, it's like, what the hell? Might as well use shoe polish. You can paint one on. Or, I don't know. I know, right? Yeah, just pu- just paint on a fucking mustache. Paint it on, dude. You can even add the little twirl and everything. It'll, it'll, it'll look, it'll look dainty. Look, you, like, you taped hair right behind scotch tape. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god this movie i mean i don't know guys i mean i i'm still it's truly a movie i'm trying to grasp like where it's supposed <laughs> to be going like yeah there was a plot but it's like the plot is irrelevant as far as i'm concerned i mean what was the message here neil it's like what what were you trying to say with this movie? <laughs> just just to let everybody know that AI is coming, right? I don't know. AI. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that that's what's weird about this movie that it's actually more prescient now than ever with, you know, ChatGPT and or, or or that silly Grok shit on uh Gronk or whatever on Twitter, X Bird app whatever. 
It's it's like, I mean, was Neil Breen trying to warn us? I mean, is life going to become a Neil Breen movie if we let the AI take over? Clocking out if that's the case. Well, he is the Messiah, so. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh good. Yeah, you're right about that. He's Seth Rollins, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> Messiah. The Monday Night Messiah. The Monday Night Messiah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. What if what if we got Neil Breen involved in a wrestling angle? <laughs> like, just get him on AEW and have him go against Dan Housen or something like that. He needs to do a RoboCop movie. I'm just I'm saying Breen would be really good as like a hype man for AEW or WWE. He'd come out and be like, this guy, this is his twin brother that has, you know, clone technology, virtual reality, uh, digital corrupt version. And like, like he would be a fun, like, oh, the crazy lunatics out here to hype up his wrestler <laughs> right now. You throw some random eye patch on some wrestler you already know. And all of a sudden it's the twin brother. Like if it's like, I don't know, the rock, but with an eye patch and boom, yeah. a whole new character. I'd, I'd, I'd be into that. Absolutely. No, but the thing is, you have to let Neil write it. You know, you have to let him write the actual storyline. Uh, story we can get James Ellsworth in there. Get, get him into the writing room. <laughs> get him into the AEW writing room and have him just write an angle for like Dan Housen or something crazy like that. You know, but yeah, man, I, I could totally see uh, Neil Breen as a getting involved in some type of wrestling uh, promotion. So yeah, Neil, if you're listening, you should totally try that. That would be absolutely classic. Yeah, it, it, it would be. I mean, it, it would almost be like Neil Breen writing a play, right? Oh my God, could you could you imagine if Neil Breen wrote a play? Man for, for Broadway. For, for Broadway. <laughs> oh my God. Or somebody turned like Fateful Findings into a Broadway show. <laughs> Oh my god! Hey, I mean, they they can do it to uh, they can do it to Evil Dead. They can do it to this movie. That's the way I see it. Anyway, it's the Breenverse, bro. The Breenverse. But yeah, anyways, I'm I'm at a loss for words here, guys. I mean, this movie is just so baffling that I I, I don't know. Is there anything else to be said here? <laughs> I mean, honestly, what else is there to really say about this movie? We may as well just start getting into final thoughts now because I'm baffled. I'm just completely baffled by this. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say about this movie other than praise the Breenius, you know? Praise Breen. It's like we, we need to make Breenism a, an actual religion. <laughs> and I would totally join it and I would enjoy the fuck out of church if that was the case. Church? <laughs> yes, I would enjoy So, what would you guys do with these movies? I would uh, put them in the uh, National Film Registry yeah. as important works of art. Me too. I mean, I, I'd make it a, a Neil Bring Night, like a blockbuster night, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You have to. You, you, you have to. And with watching one of them, I feel like you just got to go from one to the next, you know? <laughs> Right? Like, just, I don't know, man. They're they're hilarious, but I don't know. Well, yeah. What else is there to say about this movie? We should just go ahead and get into our final thoughts. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with uh, Frank. Uh, Frank, go ahead. What are your final thoughts on this? So I'm not sure if this movie is just bad, bad, or good, bad, but there's also the caveat that I personally don't care for movies that are generally like even good bad. Um, I, I you know love Guru aside, but uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> I think there's a lot. I think this movie would be fun to watch in a filmmaking class to see like what he did right and wrong, because I think there's plenty of things like he learned and he tried, and it's like oh that's interesting move. There are many other things that are not that way, so it's like. And I like that with Neil, like you guys are talking about, like you see him learning and growing in every movie. And I mean, shit, who knows? Maybe 10 years from now, he's making something that's, you know, outstanding. But we're, we're along for the ride. He's showing us his progress as he goes. And it's interesting. It really is, you know? I mean, yeah, you do kind of see him get uh, better with every movie a little bit. It's a little bit it's of competence. Just, you know, there's other things that pop up that just kind of... Yeah, yeah, there's there's competence. Like I said earlier, he's competently, his movies are competently incompetent. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's the like best it. way that I can put it. <laughs> but, uh, Ash, go ahead. So, <laughs> 
you know, if, if nothing else, there's this movie that's just straight up uh, like 70 or 80 percent uh, Neil Breed superimposed over stock footage or stock imagery. Um, if it does nothing else, it, it's an inspiration. It's it's a message that anyone can make a film. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I will say Twisted Pair so far out of Neil Breen's films that I've seen has the most narratively cohesive script. And that's not saying much, but out of, out of everything so far, there is a little bit more of a plot here, even if, uh, you know, it, it, it does suffer from the, uh, classic trope of, uh, good bad cinema of just including pointless scenes and, and and starting plot threads that go nowhere but you know that's that's just what makes me enjoy it all the more it's funny because there are some aspects of neil breen's filmmaking that are getting better over time somewhat marginally but i do feel like he is getting a little lazier <laughs> He's not taking a, all a little bit. Usually takes yeah. his movies all all the way out in the desert, right? Usually, and, and once again uh, in his uh, original pitch for this movie, he he said like, "There's not going to be any desert. There's not going to be any. Uh, there's, there's not going to be any laptops or anything like that. It's going to be completely different." And so he just went to Nevada State College and filmed. Which is cool. I mean, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I think that we could probably utilize a. So he he tried something different. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that and that's why, I mean, I can't completely rag on Neil, you know, because he really is showing that he's trying, you know? Yeah, I mean, dude, I, li I like this guy. I like watching this guy. It's a good time yeah. every time. It, it, hey, it was entertaining, right? Yeah, last night was the first time I watched it, and, I, and I've watched it like four times already. <laughs> <laughs> well, on, on that note, let's go ahead and get your final thoughts, Robert. Um, Yeah, I mean... There's still like three of these movies I hadn't even seen yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, uh, that's right. But um, crap, man. I feel like watching them one after another. Anyway, Twisted Pair, it makes me just want to go out and film my own thing. Just trying to use all the natural lighting that you can in all the community. Maybe like a high school, community colleges, like, like you know, maybe state college. I don't know, right? Yeah. But anyway, it, it makes you want to cut your own short film or some sort of feature together. And yeah, don't use stock footage and uh, don't pretend you're Superman. Maybe I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that in this movie, and yeah. I got to give him credit for uh, trying some new uh, effects and everything. But that you was know? cool. Like like you said, everything's like Ash and I were pointing it out. Like everything, even the miniature effect was like stock footage from something else too. Though, it right? really then, was. It really was. Right. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it really was. But. Miniature effects are cool, though, man. Like, even just watching the first Die Hard, watching that. Oh, we were watching uh, Terminator 2 last night, and that, had, of course, has some amazing miniature effects. Practical uh, effects. You know, practical miniatures and everything. Switching from uh, the actual AI robot and then back to the actor, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is, uh, they did in part one, too. And once again, really crazy that we watched... We were watching Terminator 2 of That's all weird movies shit. before we watched this movie, and they're both practically about AI. Dude, there's there's like, something wrong with me, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's very, very prescient. Yeah, it's weird. But, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't throw this movie away. I wouldn't say it's, like, bad, bad after watching The Room, and I, I don't know. I, th I think he genuinely, I don't know. Him and Tim and Tommy Wiseau are in the same level to me, though. I wouldn't throw them both away. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a fun time watching, man. I wish I had my own screening just for all these movies, too. Absolutely. <laughs> it would be a fun night. Anyway, as for my final thoughts, programmable virtual reality. Programmable virtual reality. Corrupted version. <laughs> programmable DNA. So, and we can harness all this in a PS5 <laughs> VR, right? <laughs> it's like virtual, virtually intensive artificial intelligence. Damn. Damn. It's a lot of words. <laughs> but, but anyway, but, but anyway. This could be a beat poem. I know, I know right? But anyway, 
Neil, <laughs> why were there two moons, Neil? We're on Planet Namek. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, why there? Why was there a the, the, the two moons was in another movie too. It was. It you're was, right. Yeah. N N Neil, I think it was. I am here now. You're right. Neil, why was there a fairy? Why was there a fairy, Neil? What What was the fairy? Why did the dude with the bloody hands like to pet his his bowl of diamonds? Blood diamonds. Is he going to pour milk into that bowl and eat them, Neil? Is that what he's going to do? Neil, why, why, why did you use the same explosion effect Diamonds. over and over and over again? Because uh, we was playing Doom at the same time. It, it, yeah. It's like, I mean, why, why doesn't the beard connect to the, to, to, to the, <laughs> the sideburns, Neil. Just trying a good, a new look. Once again, and lastly, Neil. Why, Neil? Why? Porquet. Just, just porquet. Why? Why? <laughs> it's like I mean, this, this is so, it's so incomprehensible. But I just can't stop watching it. You know, I can't stop watching it, and that, that to me is filmmaking in its purest form you know it is pure i mean the, the fact of the matter is we we've reviewed this man's movie we, we reviewed this man's movie four times on this podcast already and every time <laughs> i'm just blown away by it i just get, i'm just more and more blown away by him because there's just nothing else like this like maybe the closest thing i could think of when, when it comes to pure like you know, passionate filmmaking other than maybe The Room is probably Who Killed Captain Alex out of uh, Wakaliwood, you know? Like, it, it's... And I think that that's what makes his movies endearing, is that he, he, he was just a realtor not too long ago, before he started all this. He was just a, a, a realtor in Las Vegas. And then he blessed us with these movies. And it's, it's inspirational, and it's... It, it really speaks to, you know, what filmmaking is all about. It's like, yeah, it's convoluted. Yeah, it may not be very technically proficient. I mean, he, it's, it's almost kind of punk rock in a way because he's just utilizing what he has to make something interesting. So I can't say it's good. I can't say it's bad. I, I, it's like Neil Breen just is... Someone who is probably one of the more important filmmakers in this country. So, I mean, don't at me. He is a force of nature. He is. He's a force of nature. He 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 is he is disappointed in us. If, if the alpha and the omega, the alpha and the <laughs> omega, he is disappointed in humankind. Hey, but he still gives Scorsese. Them. Yeah, Kubrick. Uh huh. Never heard of him. But Neil Breen is hurting me. Who's that guy? Shit, by yeah. the way, but Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is cinema in its purest form, and you need to watch cinema. these movies. Yeah, with by, the, with the actor strike nowadays, this is cinema. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. With the actor strike, definitely. Uh, well. Also, the quality of a lot of you know the MCU shows. There you go. I mean, shit. But yeah, Neil, Neil Breen, thank you for this movie. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. And please keep releasing movies. Please, please keep, keep getting better. Keep making these movies. Actually, actually hire me and Bo. And yeah, ask. yeah, we, we want to be, be in your, your movie, Neil. Yeah, I'll hold the camera. I'll act. I'll do, I'll do whatever. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I'll, I'll, I'll hold the boom mic. We'll, we'll help out. Like, seriously. But hire us, Neil. Bring us on board. <laughs> Take us to Nevada. Let's get out there. Yeah, let's get out to Nevada. Bring us on to the writing table, please. Exactly. Yes, we, we, please. We can, we, we can. I mean, we, we we can just make make it happen. We can make it work. We need to get Neil Breen to guest host yeah, on the podcast. That, I bet we could. That would be legendary. Mm. We should. Yes, he follows us on Twitter. Maybe we should. That would be amazing. We should. We gotta get Neil. Yeah, we're not knocking your movies. We just we appreciate everything you do. Exactly. 
But anyway, that is our review of Neil Breen's Twisted Pear. And what a movie it was. My favorite part was whenever he just breened all over everybody. He breened over everything. He was just like, it's breening time. And he just breened. The morb, bro. He just breened breened the morbs. He breened all over the place. He breened breened the morbs and and, then Kagura'd the bocce's. So that's what what he did. (laughs) But anyway, this is now the part where we start uh, plugging everything. And we always let our guest hosts... uh, plug first so frank uh geek freaks podcast plug away uh yeah just google geek freaks we're on there you can check out our website as uh, the latest in geek news we have 11 podcasts under our banner um just google geek freaks you'll find them all excellent yeah and i'm sure you're on all the podcast apps and everything so oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah right on and ash what is going on with uh, collateral gaming Alrighty. Well, uh, by the time this comes out, we should, should, operative key term should, finally have part two of Spider-Man 2 out. Um, We're supposed to have it out in November, but uh, yeah, as long as we get it out this week, we're good. And then, uh, let's see, after that, uh, this is Zelda month, so we'll be talking Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, and expect our holiday episode on... uh, the Grinch, the video game. So that's what's coming up uh, through the end of the year. We'll likely be having a year in review episode coming out soon uh, on both podcasts where we kind of review any of the new games and movies that came out this year that we weren't able to cover on our uh, game launch or at the movies episodes. Just to jump in real quick, um, just a quick question. Have you done movie tie-in video games yet? Like the Lord of the Rings ones or the Star Wars ones? Yeah, we've done an episode on that. We have done a few movie tie-ins. In fact, uh, the last one we did was the Super Mario Brothers movie. We also did the original Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, we've done <laughs> oh, Mortal yeah. Kombat, uh, both of them, uh, the, the original and the, uh, the, the reboot. Um, what else have we done, Bo, that's, that we've marketed as uh, crossover episodes? Oh, the Resident Evil stuff? Well, what I'm thinking of is the tie-in video game. It, it more particularly so like uh how they would come out with the star wars one with each of the prequel movies or they would come out with uh like the lord of the rings ones are famously good oh yeah i i get i get what you're saying oh we did lego star wars we did the new one yeah okay um and and like yeah i think one time we actually did an episode we did like a a bonus round episode where we focused on on the game tie-ins to movies, right, Bo? Yeah, that's right. We did. Yeah, we talked a little, little bit about like Die Hard oh, and Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street and uh, shit, classics. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Talked about stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So we we did kind of a movie tie-in game recommendations. So, but yeah, I definitely love to delve into that more. You know, as more. Um, you know, games come out that are that are tie-ins with movies that you don't see as much anymore, or just go back and review some of the classics, like you were saying. Like that, that's a great idea, uh, and and stuff. Something I definitely want to do more of, more crossover content. Um, we're actually going to be kind of like doing a collateral media crossover event with uh, anime, essentially, uh, when we do kind of a two-part crossover with the Naruto franchise. So, um, doing a Naruto movie. Yep. In a Naruto game, collateral anime. You guys should start an anime podcast and bring it over to the Geek Freaks Network because we need somebody who knows more about anime. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, got you. I know about you know some of the ones that I really care about. That like you know like yeah, that's how I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm an old school anime nerd, so I, I I like disavow most all of the yeah. weeb shit nowadays. So. Yeah, that 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 I, I'm one of the the OGs. I I I, I was watching Vampire Hunter D and uh, Ninja Scroll back in the day, Rotogadoji, shit like that. But yeah, yeah, that that's good, Ash. Excellent. Um, as for collateral cinema, uh, our next episode is going to be on uh, the 2006 uh, version of The Wicker Man, starring Nicolas Cage, and we're going to be. Uh, joined by uh, Dads from the Crypt podcast on that one. Nice. That was my pick. But yeah, that was your pick. Exactly. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun because, you know, not the bees and all that good stuff. You know, that, that that's going to be interesting to get into. 
Because <laughs> that movie is batshit insane. It's one of the more insane Nicolas Cage movies that he, he made, you know, d- d- during his whole, you know, paying for his tax uh, shit uh, period. So that's going to be interesting. And uh, we're also going to have our holiday episode, which we do with victims and villains every year. We're going to be talking about the Stanley Kubrick classic Eyes Wide Shut starring Nicole Kidman and uh, Tom Cruise who were married at the time. So that's going to be all kinds of interesting. Right, Robert? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I showed you the uh, trailer for that not too long ago, right? Yeah, I've seen the beginning of that. I just cut it off before. It's yeah. a really cool movie, and it's interesting how Christmas as, is utilized kind of as a backdrop for uh, all this crazy shit in this movie. So that's going to be all kinds of interesting. And I think we might do a director's cut Christmas episode. Uh, I think we're going to do some more uh, more of the Adult Swim holiday episodes. You know, may- maybe get into some of the Rick and Morty Christmas episodes and some of the Futurama stuff, maybe. But, yeah, look for all of that. And then after the first of the year, I think we should be getting into the Indiana Jones trilogy. So, yeah, look for all of that. But, yeah, anyway, with all of the... Uh, plugs out of the way i guess we'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up uh frank once again thank you for uh joining us on this episode uh sorry you had to endure this movie <laughs> <laughs> no it's 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 on my it was on my to-do list it is on my done list now so i'm, I'm good yeah <laughs> excellent excellent but yeah honestly don't sleep on, on some of the other neil breen movies yeah. it's like they they are hilarious in so many ways they really are and, and, and it's worth it to, to support an uh, indie filmmaker one way or the other. So, But yeah, thank you once again for joining us. And uh, with that in the bag, I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. I'm the AI humanoid twin brother of Ashley Chancellor. <laughs> and I'm... <laughs> How do you follow that up? That's so good. (laughs) I'm Frank, and I wish I had that line that Ash just said because it was perfect. (laughs) Absolutely. And this is Collateral Cinema Progressive Virtual AI Reality uh, Multitasking uh, Intensive to the 70th Millimeter. See you later, folks. Bye. Bye, guys. Collateral Cinema is a collateral media podcast. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.